0: You're listening to the No Fartin' Around Show, we're all about taking your marketing and business from the toilet to the bank. I'm your host, Ashton Mae Fernandez, and this is the only show where making a disruptive noise smells like success. Each week, I interview high-level disruptors who are making a big stink in their industry by doing things their own way, while you listen in and ask a question or two, talk show, live studio audience style. Expect all things marketing, messaging, money, and mindset, and only strategies that don't include farting and darting are treating your clients like an afterthought. So if you're ready to stop farting around and actually scale your business, let's cut to the cheese and get on with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the No Farting Around Podcast. I have an incredible woman as my guest today on this podcast. I actually... Um, connected with her husband first. and I actually worked with him one-on-one and then I had the absolute joy and honor to meet her in person in January in Cancun. And I got to see just her radiant heart for people. And I did an exercise with her at this mastermind retreat that was just so transformational. And I was like, Carla, please come on my podcast and share about this and just your incredible journey and how you help people through the world. So I have the amazing Carla Snow. Carla, I just want you to first introduce yourself and tell everyone a little bit about you and what your heart is and why you do what you do. And then we're going to dive into the topic that we're talking about, which is really good. I'm not even going to say it yet because I want people to hear how incredible you are first. So take it away.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. I also had an incredible time meeting you in January. My name is Carla Snow. I work with my husband on the My Story Economy. But what I also do is I help visionary entrepreneurs carry through their vision. And what I mean by that is a lot of times, People are so in the midst of what they're going through that they don't see blind spots. That's the definition of a blind spot. So one of the things that I love to do is I see what is around the corner for them and I hold space and I hold them accountable to it and help them on their journey in that smashing Roblox, whatever that means, in order to uh, carry them to the next evolution of themselves. So I love doing that because growing up, I never really had anyone around that could do that for me. And I know what it's like to not have that someone coming along and being like, I see you. And I also see future you. Mm -hmm. And so I love to really show people what's possible. And also the whole saying, show, don't tell. I can tell someone they have potential, but it's different when they see it for themselves. And so that's what really lights me up.
0: Oh, and you just articulated that so perfect because I was like, how could I even describe what Carla does? And that was perfect. And I love that you said future you, like Eva Daniela nodded her head. Yeah, because I do feel like we get so stuck in... Maybe even just what's the next step, but instead of not even what's the next ten steps, or what is the overall vision that I'm trying to build? I feel like we we do we get so stuck in the where are we at now, and maybe just one step ahead. And you're right, you do such a great job of that, you guys. If you can't tell, I'm like talking her up because she (laughs) is incredible. Like she really is. And we're gonna be talking today, and you hit on it. We're gonna be talking about how to basically self. Shift to overcome those roadblocks. That was really hard to say. (laughs) Self-shift your roadblocks. Because I do feel like a lot of entrepreneurs, especially, we have these thoughts that we need to shift. Like we know we need to shift, but sometimes we get so caught up in everything that we don't know how to identify exactly what it is we need to shift. We don't really know how to identify it. And then we also then don't know how to actually take the steps in our own individuality or personal steps to be able to reach to it. So I'd love for you to even just talk about first, what does it even look like to be, okay, let me backtrack. What, how do you even become aware of what the shifts actually need to happen? Like what, how do you become
1: aware of what needs to be shifted? There we go. I could not speak today. Yeah, that's a great question. So it first begins with first the mindset shift of in order to have like self grow as your individual self, you have to create the room. So if you are going in the midst of what you're going through and you expect to go into the next you or the future, you can't because you literally don't have room. And so first, in order to even be able to know where you need to shift, you first have to create the space and that can be really powerful and it can also be incredibly painful so a lot of times when people are overwhelmed or they have a lot going on their brain is worrying there's a lot of different symptoms that i can like go further into but overall there's a lot of bodily cues in your own body that tells you hey we're trying to get you to the next step but there's no room And a lot of people associate it with a negative, overtone, painful, like hitting a wall, I've heard from some of my clients, or just like, all of a sudden, I'm just like, my mind goes blank, some of the fight or flight responses that happen. So it is first bringing awareness to where your body is at in that moment. And as you practice that self-awareness and there's some, obviously some key indicators, but as you dive into that and create more room, then you can start noticing where you need to shift.
0: I love that because you're right. I think a lot of times we have these desires and we have these goals that we want to achieve and then We don't have the space or the capacity. Like we could like say, for example, someone's like, I want, we just actually just had this conversation earlier this week where someone could say, yeah, I want 10 new clients. And I'm like, but if I gave you 10 new clients today, you don't even have the capacity to, to hold them. You don't have the time to contribute to them. You don't have the mental capacity to be able to show up in a way that's going to serve them best. And you're right. I think just that, that room and that space. Mm -hmm. And I also love that you said awareness. And this is something that I talk a ton about with my clients, because it was a shift that I had to make. And it was one that I'm pretty sure that I don't know if it was from Cam that might have actually shared this with me. I don't know. I feel like I just have all these like wise people around me. And I always forget who said what, (laughs) but it might have actually came from your wonderful husband. And the fact that awareness awareness is key but a lot of the times when people become aware they end up going into self-judgment and they're like oh I should have done this I should be better and they start like doing a lot of shoulds or they make these statements or these identi- identifications about themselves or I'm not good enough that's not for me and all of these things when they become aware or on the opposite spectrum or the opposite side, they could go into awareness is a very positive thing because you can't change something until you're first aware of it. Mm-hmm. And so you could want to have the capacity for more clients, but until you're aware that you don't have the space for them, wanting them is never going to, you're never <laughs> going to achieve it. Like a want it, wanting it is never going to be enough. So yeah. you have to move out of that awareness of, Judging and basically making these negative identifications about yourself or assumptions or feeling a negative way. You even mentioned that, like built this negative way, undertones, you said, I love that. So you have to step out of that and, and realize that the awareness is an ability to make a decision to change. And that's empowering, like knowing that you have choices and that you have the ability to make a decision and make a choice, that's empowering. And I talk about that a lot with my clients because that was also transformational for me because I was that person of, (laughs) I want this, but I didn't have the space or the capacity. And it's not even just a time thing. It is even our mental capacity. Mm -hmm. Do we have the mental capacity to be able to show up in a way that's going to serve our clients? And um, I love, love, love that you said that. So Uh, Carla, I'd also love to know, what would you even say are maybe one or two things after you have made the space, right? Mm -hmm. After you've become aware of the space, after you've made decisions and steps to creating that space, what would be the next step then to be able to self, actually self-shift, right? Like self-shift those roadblocks. You're aware of what the roadblocks are, and maybe you're aware of what needs to change now. So what would then be
1: the next step? yeah, absolutely. What you were talking about with all of the thoughts and all of the self-shaming that happens, one of the first things is when you become aware, you're like, Oh, why didn't I see this sooner? Yes, And one of this man is incredibly smart. His name is Robert White. He's one of my dear friends. He's been in the personal development industry for over forty years. Wow. And one of the things that he, said to me that helps articulate this is in the moment of your decisions, you have all the choice that you make is the best choice with what you were aware of in that moment.
0: Mm.
1: So the first step, once you've gained awareness, is owning and honoring the fact that previous you without that awareness had made the choice that was best for them. Now, maybe as you are in this next step, you see what the roadblock is. And then now you have a more empowered option and choices to take the next step. Because a lot of times people will get frozen in this next step of actually journaling out or really start envisioning what it will look like by shaming themselves or staying stuck because they. Are, they they feel powerless because they see what happened or came up. Uh, for me, I know a lot of times when room is opened up, I have a huge dip in emotions, mm-hmm. or some people call it a low. And what it is, it's mourning uh, that state of you that you thought was safe, and your body doesn't recognize that it is something that isn't serving you. Because your body is just trying to establish homeostasis. And what I mean by homeostasis is what is the norm for your body? Your brain and your thoughts, your thought process is what determines if it's safe or not. And so there's going to be a time where the first, after you've acknowledged and honored your body and your decision, which brings safety into the room. So you've made this room, which a lot of people, that is scary. For me, I don't know if everyone else feels this way, let uh, us know in the chat, but I feel scared when I see room and see my potential. There are two different ways. Some, some people are scared of success, and some are scared of failure. And really what it is, it's just anxiety of the unknown. Yeah. And so the first is that. And after you've addressed what's coming up for you and your thoughts, because action doesn't happen immediately. You first have to, in your head, see what's coming up, what are being said. So I actually will journal this out in the low, except where your body is at. You will either have an insane high or insane low. There's usually very few times will they be an in-between. So I will journal out what are the thoughts that are coming through? What is coming up for me? And if you don't know, I love this of just in my journal, I have plenty of times where I'm like, I don't know what is going on. I don't know what to say. Just like stream of consciousness journaling. Because I know me and Ashley have talked about this before of like just journaling, like I don't have a prompt or anything. So what do I even say? Yeah. And so it's called like stream of consciousness writing, and it seems hilarious, but basically you write and when you don't have anything left, rather than setting your pen down, continue to say, I have nothing left in my head. And then for me, I am a verbal processor. So I will then set up Otter, which is the it's a recording slash transcription. You can use anything really. And I will then talk it out because not all the time will you have someone there to hold space for you. And so you need to take responsibility and hold space for yourself. So what I'll do is I will literally just talk to myself, but I will have it recorded of stream of consciousness then. And I will notice what's Uh, In my head. And then as I'm talking through and releasing everything in my head, then I can notice what's in my body. And what I mean by in your body is literally for me, like I hold uh, voicelessness in my throat.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I will feel stress in my shoulders and I'll feel tightness in my chest. And really what that is, as you bring awareness to your body, some people will like literally clench their fists. They're like, oh shoot, like I need to unclench. I need to stop doing. I'm going to say something that's actually counterintuitive to some people. Don't unclench your fists. Don't try to remove the feeling. You need to actually step into that. Because only when, once you step into what you're feeling, then you can come out on the other side. Yeah. So for me, I feel in my throat. And so I'll do throat exercises to move through that. Some call it plum pitchy. So I will move through because that's just stuck energy. Same thing with chest or clenching your teeth, your jaw, those things, or your fists. So I'll do a very visual though on the podcast. I'll just walk you through it since you can't see me. (laughs) But if you notice that you're clenching a part of your body, I want you to clench it really hard to the point where your body is almost shaking. And what you're doing is your brain's awareness to the area that's stuck. And you clench and you focus. And then as, once you've gotten to that point where you're like, okay, I'm like, this is feeling like weights at this point, you'll feel a heaviness. I want you to just relax and you'll feel this tingling sensation down your arms and just feel that just weight and the pressure just flow out of you. For me, I flow into the ground. For some people, it dissipates like feathers in the wind imagine the uh, visual is yours to create, but basically, essentially what you're doing is you are bringing awareness to your body through that very active movement. Some people dance, some people like shape. There's different ways of bringing, you can't bring awareness to what you're truly feeling until you connect with your body. And a lot of us, store emotion like consciously or unconsciously subconsciously yeah and so if you've ever read the book the body keeps a score I love that book and it's also I don't at the same time because I <laughs> the whole thing of I my mental battle oh I know so I will commonly shame myself I know I store emotions. And yes. so when I find stored emotion, I'm like, "What? I did it again." But the beauty of it is that continuous practice. Yep. Uh, one of my friends and one of my mentors, Bucky O'Neill, he talks about increasing the average. So you're, I'm not perfect. No one's perfect. And so I like to say, be perfectly imperfect, and increase the average. So the As you increase your awareness, you're increasing your average in creating space. I
0: love the visual. And as you were like clenching your fists, I was like, wow, this makes a lot of sense in my brain. Because (laughs) A lot of the times um, when we have a negative emotion, we just want to get rid of it Mm -hmm. so quickly because no one likes to be in the negative emotion. Yeah. And when I'm feeling a negative emotion, the first thing I want to do is yell or like, I am the fist, like the, the fist clencher. And I like, sometimes I'm like, I go like this a lot, actually. I'll go like this because I get really mad and I like want to punch, so I punch my other hand. And then I get mad at myself for being mad. <laughs> I'm like, why are you mad? Like, stop being so mad. Like, why are you doing this? And again, it's because I am aware of it, but then I go immediately go into that shame. And then I want to get out of that negative emotion. But I love how you, I love how you connected like your body with the negative emotion. Like, I, I, I think I knew that, but like I intuitively did it. You know what I mean? Like, I, like, oh yeah, I know that you can feel it in your body, but I guess I just never really thought about connecting it. Cause I'm so quick to get the emotion out of my mind, but I don't take the time to actually process it in my body and, and it's, and it is that process. It's that process of those emotions, but I had to actually sit still in my body to be able to feel where I was actually feeling the emotion in my body.
1: Exactly. So
0: I just love that you said that because that is just, that's transformational. And also the fact that you said you have to acknowledge it and actually sit in it and let yourself feel those emotions. And another thing that's coming up, it's going to come out. Yeah. You can't try to push it back down. If you push it back down, it's just going to come up way more intense. Exactly. If yeah. it's coming up, it needs to come out. So you have to let it come out. So I just absolutely love that. It just that was so good. I love your visual of that. Now I'm, anytime I clutch my fist, I'm gonna be like, all oh, right. Okay, I'm like, <laughs> all right. And then let's let's just sit and, and maybe I should go sit for an hour after that and be quiet and get into my emotions and let myself feel them. But I yeah. really love that. So I actually have a question because this might be very helpful for um, other people. Is there a certain roadblock that you see come up a lot like one specific one that you see come up a lot with your clients or just even with yourself in general and how you navigated that or how you've helped someone
1: navigate that yeah oh that is a really good question even if you don't have one even if it's just a few or even
0: if someone's on and you have Something that maybe you feel like you always get stuck, like a thought that maybe you have to where you just feel like you can't get over that roadblock, drop it in the chat. And maybe that's even something we can do like a hot seat on, which would be really cool. But yeah, is there one that you specifically see or one that you have struggled with yourself that maybe you just had to really spend extra time processing to get over?
1: Yeah, I one that like popped in my head immediately And something that is, I will catch myself thinking, Carla, you're the vision keeper. Like, how could this be one of your roadblocks of having vision? Yeah. And, or for some people, it might be like, I do this thing for my clients. Why can't I do it for myself? Yeah. And there's, obviously there's a part. of course you have blind spots. So you need a coach, a mentor to help you through that. And there's also other times where you are just stuck in it so closely. And so for me, specifically with vision, one of the roadblocks that I'll come to is I think, oh, I need, once I have clarity, I will, can then move forward. Mm -hmm. And so I, one of the roadblocks is I can't show up if I don't know where to go. I can't write a post if I don't know what the end result is. Or I can't cope, someone, if I'm not like be coachable, or all of these different things. All these can'ts. Hate that word. At yeah. the same time, I have to honor that is a reality in my brain. Yeah. And so one of the things is action comes at the at very end, and clarity doesn't come until you have expressed yourself. And so clarity comes through expression. And what I mean by that is as you, for example, create a marketing piece or post on Instagram, show up on lives, what have you, a lot of times, like actually for this podcast itself, I was like, oh my gosh, like I can't show up. What do I have to say? It sounds hilarious. Wait, this is what I do. (laughs) Yeah. We all get that. Uh, I get it too. So yeah, totally understand. Yeah. Yeah. And so how I work around that roadblock is, okay, what I'm telling myself is I have nothing to say. What does that actually mean? And so I will talk through, because what the, the thought isn't the, it's a symptom of what's deeper. Yes. It's
0: not the root. I love exactly. that. I always ask my clients such a great question. and I'm sure you ask it too. I'll say, what are you making that mean? Mm. And they're like, and I'm going to pick on Danielle. I'm going to pick on Danielle because she's on. If Danielle used to say, I feel like I have an offer problem. And I would say, what are you making that mean about yourself? Yeah. And she would think that I'm not like one of them was like, I'm not worth investing in. That was one that I used to say. I was like, "Oh, I'm not worth." That was one that came up for me one time. Oh, I'm not worth investing in, or I'm not going to be able to help them. That was something, or it was just a lot of things. So I always pick on Daniela. She loves me because I always she always gives me like really great examples. but <laughs> She's come such a long way, and uh, but that's one that I always, ask, "What are you making that mean about you?" Because that will easily get to the underlying root because it's never the actual thought is never the actual problem. Yeah. I actually just created a post on this yesterday and it it fits perfectly into this. And I said, find the pattern, find the problem. a lot of the times you will have the same type of thoughts, but the underlying root is the same. So when you find the pattern of the thoughts, when you find that root and you find the pattern, you'll find the problem. And I loved I, I was very proud that I then I said you that. find the problem, you find the pattern, you'll find the problem. But yeah, I totally agree with you with this one. So yeah, keep going. I want to know like how did you even what are some of
1: the things that you do to actually shift that? Yeah. So I'm gonna use the example of I have nothing to talk about. And so I asked myself, okay, if I'm going, I commit it, I have it in the calendar, it's scheduled. And in order to be integrity with myself, I have to honor my commitments. So I'm going. So if I don't have anything to talk about, what could I talk about? And so I start thinking of what can I talk about? And I start uh, again, I'm a verbal processor. So I spoke this out loud. You can journal too. And if you draw a blank, look back at what you've already created and see, is there any themes, anything like that? And I... uh, Or it could be a mentor that helps you. I remember Cameron, my husband, he heard me like saying, I don't even know what to talk about. Cam was he's just started to love Cam so much because I'm also
0: a little processor and I know you've probably heard this I would literally send Cam like 15 minute boxers just just processing at the very end I'm like okay I'm done yeah you don't need to reply back I got to the answer yeah so he used to laugh and he was like I just love listening because I like figure it out in the very beginning and then you like get to the conclusion at the end but right <laughs> i'm trying to do the same poor cam he's probably yeah. like man i am around all of these women who just love to talk
1: talk oh uh, bless his heart <laughs> so true and that's also like why i try to use otter too because not all the times is he there or available yeah and and i can't use that use him as an excuse of or any no there's no friends around me i can't use that as an excuse to not talk through it yeah right?
0: I love the honor. I'm going to have to start doing that too, because yeah. I also loved when I'm listening, I love be reading at the same time. I'm one of those weird people. Oh, same. Like, I love to listen to an audiobook and also read it
1: I while I'm listening. listening.
0: I don't know why. It just processes much better when I do that. So yeah, so I, I need to start using Otter if you can transcribe it. That's a really good idea. I'm going to have to keep yeah. that
1: mental note. Yeah. <laughs> Random fact about that. You actually retain more because you're engaging both sides of your brain.
0: Oh, look at there. See, we're just actually yeah. the right. Ahead of in,
1: right. Even though that's... <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, obviously, like first, talking, what do I have to say? And then, on a more of an emotional, transformational level, I lost sight of my vision and why I'm here. And so one thing that I want each and every one of you listening to pull out your journal, your notebook whatever you have piece of paper pen and i want you to write this down and something that i still have to remind myself is the person that is looking to you the for your coaching or your service or whatever you do or even if you don't have a business and it's like your kids Or it doesn't have to be in a business setting. It can just be in life. They are running towards something. They're running towards the thing that you used to struggle with or you used to just blindly go towards. They're running towards it and they don't even know it. So you have, what are you doing by not speaking? Don't you want to help them? see that they're running towards something that could destroy them.
2: Mm.
1: And so when i put that in perspective of when i say i have nothing to talk about and then i talk and then i think of okay someone in my position a year ago 5 years ago or what what have you someone who couldn't even fathom being a woman in business right someone who can break from the social parameters, the family parameters that they are in. They are running towards letting their dreams die. They're running towards accepting and not living life to their full purpose. I like start thinking of all of the things that they're running towards. And that brings up a lot of emotion for me. And that it, just like I said before, that is exactly where you want to be is you need to reconnect. I need to reconnect to that emotion in the place of my vision and remember that other people are looking to me running towards the thing that I think is no big deal because I'm already on the other side of it. I love that. Yeah.
0: I love that so much. Daniela wrote in here her roadblock. I'll read it. And then Daniela, if you want to um, unmute, we can, and Carla, if you want to help her through this, we can do like a hot seat since we're getting towards the top of the hour. Daniela said, my roadblock, believing in my own authority or expertise, I come back to this place often because when I feel like people are not interested or willing slash able to invest in my service. So I'm going to mm. unmute you, Daniela.
1: Perfect. Hey, Daniela. Hey. <laughs> hey, so quick question. What is the correlation between the f- beginning and the end of your statement? So, when you talk about believing in your own authority, why does your brain connect that with I don't have authority if people aren't investing?
2: Well, this I think goes back to not being believed. I have an autoimmune disease. I have lupus, and I experienced a lot of not being believed growing up. Even before, even before I had like symptoms of an autoimmune disease, or I was sick a lot as a child. But when more and more symptoms started coming up, I was going to a lot of different doctors, and I just wasn't believed. So I think part of that plays. Is playing into being an entrepreneur now and having this fear that people won't, like people won't believe that I could help them or people don't believe that I'm an authority. And so now like the struggle, I guess, maybe like the roadblock, I don't know what to call it, is finding clients that will invest. Mm-hmm like in the way that I want to help, like in my service, in my offer. And Ashley mentioned this earlier that I used to believe I had this offer problem, but I have I've sat with myself a lot and to process that, it, no, it's not my offer. It's me believing that it's valuable. And I feel like I've worked through a lot of that over the last couple months. But even like feeling on the other side of, okay, yes, this offer is very valuable and it can help a lot of people. I'm not getting any traction. I'm not getting anywhere. So I'm just, I guess I'm feeling, I'm finding myself or I'm like aware that I'm like, even just this morning, like I, I woke up and I was I found like I I was aware that my mind was going back to that place of maybe this isn't a good offer. Maybe I should change it. Maybe I should offer something else or make another offer at a lower price point because no one's buying this one. So I don't know. What do you think is the roadblock? Tell me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Thank you for sharing and willing to put yourself out there because honestly, that's the first step. Is voicing what's really coming up for you. So I just want to honor that first. And one thing that you mentioned, obviously, Ashley is incredible and she can, I trust that she's already looked at your offer. So I'm not going to touch that part. I'm going to touch the other part. But one thing that you mentioned at the very beginning, in the very beginning of this morning, you mentioned that you're thinking of this. And so Something that I that immediately came up as you were speaking is what do you believe? Like in yourself, what do you believe? Is your is what you do powerful? Yeah, does what you it did you wish you had this in your journey?
2: Absolutely, yeah,
1: yeah. What is, what are you telling yourself when someone invests in you? Because we have to take responsibility for what it means to be criticized and also what it means to be praised because those are external motivations. And so if you aren't internally motivating yourself, if you aren't getting up every day, believing in what you do, then how can anyone else believe it? You have to hold the torch. And so now, of course, for people listening, like I'm not saying that offer isn't important in all of these things. Obviously I'm speaking because I know Ashley has already looked at her stuff. So specifically this roadblock is more of a core belief that is coming up and your body is waiting for you to tear it down and reshape it and remake that core belief. So the reason why I am asking is I would like for you to do this journal prompt. Our core belief system is created when we're kids. And as we part of adulting, which is why some people hashtag adulting, right? A lot of the times in our adult life, some people will joke, have you gone through therapy yet? But really what it is, it's uncovering those core beliefs that were created when you did not have words to speak. Mm-hmm. You did not have thoughts to articulate. And so it got programmed into your body through nature and nurture. And now it's coming up. So I feel, See for you that there's a core belief that you have held on to from your childhood. And I am willing to bet that the not believing in you did not begin when the doctors looked at you. I identify with you so much because I've had doctors literally look at me and be like, You're a mystery, and then walk out the door. And Pets, because I also have autoimmune, who knows what all I have, medical things. And it is very common to not be believed when it's not a black and white cookie cutter. That is not where my journey of not feeling seen or heard started. For me, it started at the very beginning when I am a, I have a lot of siblings. And I'm, t- one of, I'm not the youngest friend, second to youngest. And so for me, I internalized not having attention because I had five siblings. So I was in a family of eight. And so one of my core belief systems that I accidentally created because I made it mean something different is I am not valuable if I am not acknowledged. That was one of my roadblocks. So for you which uh, this is probably obvious, but that is not even close to being true. But that was my example. I want you to journal out when was the first time that someone didn't believe in you? I want you to connect with that sense of when was the first time that you made this connection of this word around belief? and when you are able to journal it out and connect with your childhood and that inner child call it inner child work and i it is both it's exhausting and powerful at the same time because it's a lot and so i want to make sure that you understand that and create a time and space where you don't have anything to do afterwards So your brain can literally just focus on this task. Because one of the things that we like to do is, or where our bodies like to do is focus on what you have to do next, because they don't, it doesn't feel safe in breaking through whatever is coming up for you. And so that's what I mean by, and if you don't have time, do you have time to eat? Do you have time to sleep? Do you have time to do the work? Of course. It's all about priorities. And so if right now you only have, okay, I only have an hour or two hours, great. Set an alarm, turn off your phone, and tell yourself, I have an alarm set, so I will not forget, and then start journaling. Acknowledge that our brains, our anxieties, are stressors are going to show up and acknowledge them. And so for you believing in your own authority and expertise and in your sentence, when you immediately talked about feeling like people are not invested or willing to invest in your service, what that really tells me is that you don't believe that what you have is the thing that is for them. And what i mean by that is when people show up or look at your content or however you market yourself and people literally or you know figuratively say no. Or they're not saying no, they just are just watching from afar and so you you view that as a no. Which I want to clarify. That's not a no. When to say no out on a sale. What, actually? That's a
0: good clarification. Thank you for saying that. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I say they say it a no, meaning on a sales call, like they verbally gave you a no. When someone is looking at or ghosts you in messenger, that's not a no. That might be a not yet. It could mean a no, but it might be a not yet. Or it could also be they see you say no first. And when you don't believe in yourself and in what you do, and when you can't see why what you do is valuable in and of itself, regardless on who it is, people view that. In sales, I know um, Ashley is very much into this with the whole fart and dart, It's crazy, icky strategies. You're not pursuing clients. Let's just strike that. We are inviting them into the next phase. For you, Daniela, for what you do, you're inviting them into, what are you inviting them?
2: To healing, to living a life, Free of their autoimmune disease and not to live a life that that they're not controlled by their autoimmune disease so I my offer is a three-month strength training program combined with health coaching Mm -hmm. uh, to help women reduce their flare-ups and so I'm inviting them into the life that they missed the life that was before all the doctor's appointments that was before all the questions and the constant fatigue and the pain yeah um i'm inviting them back to themselves
1: so that they can what be free what does free mean
2: without the burden of their autoimmune disease without that like constant barrier for them
1: so that they can what do what
2: god's called them to do
1: which is what
2: love live well and love is what i've Mm. always had told that's like the thought i've always had that if when people live well like they're able to love well
1: Mm. yeah what does it mean to love
2: to be able to give whatever gift they have to other people.
1: Why is that important to you?
2: Because I, I think that if they don't, they're not living. I hate using the like term live in your purpose, but literally I think like we, we we're all created for something bigger than just, laying in bed in pain all day.
1: Yeah. Why do you care? Why do you care about that? Because I like
2: I remember like being like in the hospital so much and not being able to like be at school or playing sports, things like that, like things that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Or just like how much time. I think also just like how much time and money I've spent at the doctor's office rather than traveling or going out to eat with friends. Yeah. I think that's why it matters to me because. <laughs> Is this going to be edited? <laughs> <Just kidding>. yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: yes.
2: Yeah, I think it matters to me because I was frustrated for so long about just watching other people feeling like I was always on the sideline because mm-hmm. I had so many like medical bills or I was just tired and yeah I don't want other people to feel that
1: hello Daniela That's good to <laughs> that, that was incredible. really wonderful
0: yeah She's incredible. I tell her every time I talk to her, (laughs) she's incredible. That was wonderful. Daniela. do you have any follow-ups, anything? That was good. Any other questions?
1: I know that brought up a lot. And so definitely process through those emotions. And We can't believe in ourselves if we're not willing to go there. And so I want to honor you in what you spoke and what was unspoken. The room was filled with your presence. There was a lot there. And diving into why you do what you do, that will then translate into your copy, into your sales calls, into your messenger work, everything. It will filter through everything. Because ultimately, the biggest disservice to everyone else is you not believing in what you do. And so what you just shared of what that really means for you to like what it really meant for you to have autoimmunes and all of those things of getting in hospital visits, doctor's visits and watching life walk by and not having, as you say, live in your purpose, all of those things, do you believe in those? Yeah. Does that get shaken up if someone is not quote unquote interested? Does that just magically go away? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. All of that stuff is real. It's powerful. It's there. And I would, like you to sh- I would like you to show up in that space and speak from that space. And one small tweak that I would have you think about is strength training. It's not about strength. What are you actually giving them? So speak to that. When you talk about your offer, when you first spoke about it, I have autoimmune,s and I'm like, "eh, I'm not super connected to the word strength personally." Now, take it or leave it. I'm one person, but what I mean is, I want to see what you just shared in what you talk about because that I was like, "all right, let's go." Where we? What do I need to do? But that my that's just an external, I see you, I see your potential. You were heard and valuable. And I want you every day, look yourself in the mirror. And you, for you, you need to pick what need, what the things that came up in your head. I want you to journal it out and find the lie that you've been telling yourself and say the reverse. In your mirror, looking at yourself, acknowledging that this is you and this is who's showing up. I, now, of course, the morning that you had might come up, of course, because as you're making room for this new step, your body's going to be like, whoa, is this safe? Yeah. It's probably already happening even as we're speaking. And so if that is coming up and you don't have, you feel like you don't have the heart to speak those things, look in the mirror, say, I am safe. I accept myself. I love myself. I am fill in the blank. And then proceed to talk about what you believe. And why you're here? Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Thank you. Cool. Yeah, of course. Happy to help. Awesome. Aider said, Daniela, thanks for putting yourself out there. Not turning my camera on because I'm getting emotional here. You're not alone, sister. Oh, that's so sweet. (laughs) I love that so much. Yeah, I feel you too, Daniela. I was over here crying. (laughs) Anytime she starts talking, I start blubbering like a big baby. And I used to. It's so funny. I used to tell myself like, No, I never cry. I'm not emotional. And then as Ader would say, we we got a little woo-woo. Like we we have like a we have an inside joke. He's like, look, I'm woo now because all this like emotional stuff and when it starts to come up and you get it out, you start to feel good. So he calls it woo-woo. So we're like over here like uh I, I, yep. I never cried until I turned woo-woo apparently. So <laughs> I love that so much. Thank you, yeah, Daniela, for sharing. Is there anything you would else you would like to add, Carla, before we sign off? Because we are at the top of the hour. Anything you would just love to tattoo on your soul? And I love that so much. Is there something that uh, you would just love to leave everyone with? Because this was really powerful, and I bet everyone yeah. is crying too. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> totally, yeah. So for everyone listening, and Daniela, thank you as well. I want you to know that your emotions, your feelings, what's coming up are valid. We think of roadblocks as something we need to get around. But really, a roadblock, for me, how I view it, is actually more of a sign. It's a notice of what needs to be addressed so you can go through and come out into the best version of yourself. And I say that with a caveat of once you're the best version of yourself, the next version of you is the next best version of yourself. Yeah. So we can't see who we are supposed to be at the very end until we go through each iteration and each version of ourself. Oh, wow. And whatever help comes up, yes whatever is negative or positive or a neutral. Yes. Invite that in and go through it. You, when you come out on the other side and if you need help, of course, I know Ashley is very passionate, of course, reach out to her. You can reach out to me as well. Will there be social links Yes, I was my next
0: question was gonna be
1: how can everyone find you? And I'll drop them in the show notes. So if you have any questions or need help or anything like that, reach out to me as well. You can DM me on Instagram at Carla Fina. So it's K-A-R-L-A-T-H-E-N-A. Meaning behind my name, Carla Ruth is warrior friend. That is my purpose on this earth is to be a warrior and a friend. So I'd like to invite you to also be a friend to yourself and work through that.
0: And you are an amazing friend, Carla. I'm so happy to have you in my life. I knew Cam, you guys, her husband, uh, and I worked together one on one. I said that in the beginning. And she used to, she used to. Or anyways, I heard her come up all the time. Uh, Cam would just say, Carla, Carla. And I'm like, I am so ready to meet Carla because she sounds amazing. And so then I obviously got to meet her in Cancun in uh, January. And she was. She's phenomenal. And we got to share stories and cry together and dream together and all these things. And yeah, it's, it's incredible to know you, Carla. And I consider you such an amazing friend. When you said I'm a warrior and a friend, I'm like, yes. (laughs) perfect that's a perfect iteration of who you are so thank you again carlo for sharing your amazing heart and your wisdom today and i hope that you all enjoyed this and we will uh, catch you on the next episode of the no partner show Bye bye Friends, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the No Fartner Round Show. I hope you had as much fun as I did. And I would love, love for you to join us on the next podcast recording. You can go to www.ashimaefernandez.com slash podcast to see our interview schedule and the link to join us live to get your questions answered, get some personalized feedback and one on one hot seat coaching from not only me, but the amazing guests that I bring on the show. So I hope to catch you in the next episode and until then, I will
2: smell you later.